What's going on, everybody? Asad Hashim Ali back again with another episode of Behind the Grind, and this time, I've been actually we're gonna call on this uh, this gentleman from Pakistan, from Karachi himself, uh, Bilal Tariq. Bilal Tariq is uh, a CrossFit athlete, game uh, games athlete. Sorry, CrossFit games athlete, an official games athlete in Pakistan, residing in Karachi. He started off uh, a gym called Matrix Fit some time ago, and I've basically called him on because I really wanted to learn about his experience at the games, how he got there, but most importantly, what was his own personal journey, and that's what Behind the Grind is about. I sit, I sit with individuals who I think I can learn from, people whose grind I admire, and people who are just doing cool shit on a regular basis. Bilal, what's up? What's up, buddy? Nice to see you. Likewise. Uh, thanks for having me over. No, man. Thank you for coming, actually. I want to call you on earlier, but the games were happening. You got the invitation. It's right. another mindset altogether, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it was um, the past couple of months in the lead up to the games were definitely a completely new learning experience for me. I bet. Um, you know, you you think starting a business would be the hardest thing yeah. you would ever go through. But, mm. um, you know, competing for a stage to go and perform at a stage like that with all the kind of um, expectations yeah, yeah. behind you right. uh, and live trying to live up to them is a completely different beast on its own mentally I bet. more than physically I bet. To be I bet. Yeah. so that's actually let's take a step back actually in this mm. so for all those listening you know already that i'm a big advocate of crossfit i love the sport i'm trying to get better at it myself and the games itself are um international uh, competitive platform for athletes from all across the world and previously you would basically enter the open right. correct me if i'm wrong you'd right. enter the open if you would qualify there you'd go to the regionals right and the regionals would be in select locations all around the world right and um and you would be competing with the finest in your region and if you won there you would go to the games itself right. in if madison were, if you were in the top three in the top three um now yep. things have changed a little bit yeah what is the scene now so uh in 2019 they changed the rules for the 2019 season uh now the rules dictate that anyone anyone from your country uh that wins the open so your national champion will get a ticket to the crossfit games um direct ticket direct ticket after you kind of win the open and are mm. you know there's a set of procedures which they do in terms of checking your workouts and whether you legitimately actually did the workouts the right way and then mm. you earn a ticket the other way is that you go and compete at one of the sanctional events one of the many sanctional events that are happening across the world mm. till the lead up of the games okay. so these are those are the two avenues um that you can that you can um, participate in to but so punch your ticket. If you don't do the open and yeah. you do the sanctioned events yeah. and you win there, you could still go. Yeah, hundred percent. And you so, just have to do one sanctioned event. So you can do as many as you can you want. Hmm. Uh, you just have to win one. Right. Um, you can even win the open and go and win the sanctioned event. Right. Uh, but they will they will give it to the next person. Right. So it, nothing really stops you from competing all year round. Yeah. Uh, it's just that you really just need to punch that ticket to right. the games. Right. Uh, so you can think of it this way that the sanctional events are like regionals right. happening all around the world. Hmm. So in countries like Pakistan, where the sport is growing, mm -hmm. the emphasis of the open has increased dramatically right. um, because the competition is not as extensive as, let's say, the UK or the US or mm -hmm. Canada. Yeah. Um, so people over here are now taking the open very seriously, those that are competitive. Um but then countries like the US, the UK, where mm -hmm. there are tons of athletes 
um, winning the open is very difficult because your 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 pool of athletes is a lot bigger. Yeah. Uh, so the the elite athletes are actually more focused on sanctional events now. Okay. Um, you have also have to keep in mind that the open is a very the workouts in the open are not suited for everyone they're they're they they test your fitness but mm. the tests that are done at the sanctional events are a lot more extensive and really require you to be at that elite so level. like you can't be so it's like you can't just be um a pro uh, olympic lifter and take part in the open you might actually do poorly in the open good yeah, yeah? so the open so the, so you have to keep it uh, keep this in mind uh, crossfit is 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 a community sport right, right? so crossfit is not so the reason they change these rules also is to include, include more, everyone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the Open does that, right. right? So the Open is for any and everyone at any and every fitness level to come and participate, yeah. right? So that's why they, they keep the movements not very complex. Hmm. Like they're still doing the same tests. They're still testing functional fitness and, you know, performed at high intensity. But they are they are not as high skill level or as complex as let's say at the regionals the way they hmm. were whether it's the the weight that they prescribe you to do yeah. or the movements that they prescribe because they want everyone to be included right. in the open right um that's what makes that's it not just like a way to mess with people right? i was like this was easy no come on in no it's no. not it's not it's not it's not easy by any means yeah um because it really depends going back on what you're trying what what, what are you participating in the open for right if I'm participating in the Open to win it, hmm. it's not fun for me. Right. Because I have to do the workouts with uh, with an intensity that I know I need to make it hurt. Hmm. Okay? Yeah. As opposed to someone from my gym that participates in it for fun to kind of come and throw it down with their, you know, friends, fucking yeah. high-five them at the end of it, have a good yeah. sweat, have a good laugh, and then that's it. Yeah. End of story. Um, so, you know... It, the open has different meanings for different people. Hmm. But the great news, the great thing now is that the because of the new rule changes, the open's emphasis, like I said, in at least in this part of the country, hmm. in this part of the world, has increased. Yeah. Just like it has in all the smaller countries across the world. And that's why you had athletes like uh, UK, I'm sorry. Like that's why the games had athletes from like Senegal and Saudi Arabia and exactly. Dubai as well. Exactly. And even though that some like Dubai, well, Dubai has is, Dubai is huge in CrossFit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that. But then, CrossFit. like the now, so basically, what you're saying is that with the Open giving you a direct ticket, yeah. a possible direct ticket, yeah. the odds of Pakistanis being able to participate goes higher, or a representation of Pakistan is now like a sure shot, right? Well, sure shot. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, that's why. So, so, so that's why you saw countries like you just mentioned. You know, like I met. People from, you know, Sri Lanka, people from parts of the world that weren't representing CrossFit before. Right. Because making it to the regionals before... Was a task anyway. Oh, fuck, yeah. man. You had to be a fucking ninja. Yeah. Like, you had to be a games athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it to regionals. Mm-hmm. And then win the regionals is like a yeah. different thing. Mm. You know? So if you honestly asked me, like, let's say three, two years ago that... Bilal, will you ever make it to the games? No. Hmm. If these rules didn't change, no way. Hmm. I know what it takes to go, what these guys are capable of. Yeah. And I know my level. Yeah. And I know the level of fitness in Pakistan generally. We are not at that level right, right. now. But because of the rules changed, 
now you're like oh yeah i can go to the games hmm. you know um which is really cool in itself yeah. because you see the sport kind of it was amazing to hmm. see these 150 nationalities there together yeah, yeah. it's just like wow people from from the left side of the border and the right everyone, side of the border everyone was there right everyone. but like and so what i was trying to make talk about what i was trying to the point i was trying to bring with the uae yeah. was like it's big in crossfit and i'm not too sure correct me if i'm wrong there wasn't a representation last year from uae was there so there was in the regionals right but not at the games the regionals not at the games. okay all right so it's like it doesn't there's no direct relationship or you can't say that there's a huge relationship on the level of investment in like the sport in your country as well which is going to determine you ending up at the games how do you mean like for example you go to like you have your level 1 trainings and your certifications and your level 2 certifications from dubai as well mm. gyms all across boxes all across mm. right but um are they still able to churn out those like elite level athletes no man so mm. the level 1 certification or any kind of certification does not does not directly co- correspond to the number of athletes that you're churning out mm. in the country uh you have to keep in mind that pakistan is not a is not a country where fitness or sports are or athletes are nurtured a profession yeah huh. you know uh, to call yourself an athlete as a profession is not taken seriously 100% uh, that needs to change right. right um so these certifications are just are just tools for people to kind of coach hmm. right they're not they're not tools to become athletes yeah. to become an athlete you got to put the work in yeah right you need guidance of proper programming hmm. you need guidance of proper lifestyle yeah and you need to invest time and effort hmm. not by reading books only on how to improve performance and become mentally stronger and you know all of those extracurricular things that you can do be- to become an athlete yeah. but you got to go to the fucking gym yeah you got to work you got to put those hours you got to work yeah right you got to dedicate your life to being an athlete that's how you become an athlete right over here people aren't becoming athletes because it's a very new concept yeah right no certificate can make you an athlete hmm you got to put in the work it's as simple as that yeah Now, there's no cutting it there's no cheats around it there's no no there is 100% yeah. there is that's why some people shine brighter than the others yeah because someone somewhere did slack off yeah if someone beat me in a workout i know that's because i didn't put in the work yeah that guy did yeah he beat me hmm. and hun- that's it yeah you can blame it all on genetics you can blame it on this i didn't sleep well i didn't eat well no one gives a shit man yeah <laughs> You, you fucking lost. Yeah. He put in more work or she did. That's it. End yeah. of story. Just like, throw the bullshit out of the window. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. I can come up with 10,000 excuses why things didn't go well on a certain day or whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Right? At the games, the event that they announced, the moment they announced it, mentally I kind of lost because when they announced that weight of yeah. snatches, I was like, fuck. That's like my 96 7% How can I do four rounds with that weight? The moment I said that hmm. to myself in you my are, head, yeah, yeah. I knew that my, my 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 perception of the workout is so bad that hmm. no matter, you know, I and this is all reflective after the games. Yeah. That's what I 
thought about afterwards that why was i feeling that way yeah so i knew exactly that going into the next season what do i need to do yeah right so yeah. that's what becoming and being an athlete takes yeah and and in this society hmm you have to fight a lot of a lot of other things to be that person yeah. because no one understands what it what it means to be an athlete it's hmm. not a respected profession you don't have too much support systems hmm. uh so you got to kind of pave the way for yourself yeah you know now with that being said that you got to pave the way yourself anyways you know whether you, you even if you choose to get into cricket yeah. or you choose to get into football or any sport in pakistan yeah. it's already it's a task and a half yeah. you really got to be ballsy to get into that yeah. um how did and so from a federation level there is like zero support close to zero support right but then uh, from a pakistani media standpoint mm. you know cricketers are decorated in pakistan yeah. footballers are getting their slowly steadily mma is picking up mm. hockey is dying out both ek alag hi masla together but like rowing is picking up as well how was it for you like mishka um, murad mishka yes. murad also is a pakistani games athlete yeah. uh, from the first, women's division first, first female, female. Athlete, yeah um and uh, she mentioned on her stories that uh, you know the pakistani media houses just like you know they did they, she approached them mm. and there wasn't much of a response back mm. what what's your experience been like since while, before going and when you were coming back mm. so like i said when you're trying to pave the way mm. you have to kind of do everything on your own yeah okay it wasn't until I think a week before I was flying out to the US that mm. there was this one girl from Don uh, her name is Shanze mm. um she approached me and that also through someone that I knew yeah who approached them and right. said wake the fuck up this guy is going to compete yeah. and he's going to carry the flag cover them yeah and this then, was, I think it was rat pehle hi tha yeah it was just yeah. like I think 3 4 days before yeah. and then she just wrote an article on Don images mm. about you know the the fittest man in Pakistan going to the crossfit games yeah. and and that that was pretty much the only coverage other yeah. than that it was great initiatives by platforms local platforms hmm. like project wellness is a social media page right yeah. they are covering health and fitness they promoted me yeah. there were other people like who were kind of talking about me like there's there's a physical wellness center hmm. uh who they're the first like their physiotherapist pwc, PwC yeah, right yeah. so they were talking about my journey on their pages so it was all of these local kind of young unestablished media places right yeah, now yeah. that were talking about me or my journey hmm. or mishka's journey yeah but the bigger the bigger media like you said they just want to cover the cricket and they're looking for the sex basically right they're yeah. so so i understand it because the sport it doesn't exist yeah people don't know what crossfit is yeah right they it doesn't exist so you have to pave the way to educate the market yeah, first yeah. before them kind of waking up and realizing what a what a big deal it is yeah because it is a big deal yeah whether i go or anyone else goes you are going to be carrying your flag yeah on the stage on a very big stage yeah um so people it it it's not it wasn't easy people didn't really know what to cover how to cover it mm. uh why to cover it yeah. there was no sponsorships there was no everything was like i had to 
do it yourself, ev- basically. Yeah. I had to do everything on my own. Yeah. And that's a big problem, man. Hmm. Uh, I had to spend everything through my own savings. Yeah. It's not cheap to go to the US to fucking go compete. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's not cheap. And that's that's the problem here. Hmm. Right. And the biggest problem is not is not kind of no coverage from media or no s- support hmm. from your federations. Yeah. The biggest problem is that let's say your local talent hmm. which is not from does not have the means like I did. Right? Hmm. I had some savings because of you know my past. Yeah. Which I was able to use. Yeah. To go to these games, to open the door for athletes yeah. for the country in the sport. What if there was someone from our general population hmm. that can't afford to go and won the open how would they go no chance they won't go they can't go unless mm. you can raise the money for them through your gyms or anything but they they can't go hmm. so that's a fucking problem yeah it's not that the privileged people will always punch their ticket to mm. the games you know there are a lot of talented people in the lower middle income society that are working just as hard as us yeah, yeah. but aren't getting the right opportunities mm-hmm. because there's no exposure mm-hmm. i had to fucking scream and shout on my social media account to wake people up but these people might not even have a social media account yeah who gives them the voice yeah so you don't go to the games just because you didn't have the resources or the support from the society hmm. that's the problem yeah that's where the media people need to fucking wake up and realize yeah and it i'm sure it happens in every sport oh right i'm sure it's happening in every sport yeah but this that's the biggest thing generally in sports right the mm-hmm. coverage needs to be done the right way yeah and uh i'm not really sure what what mishka meant by she wasn't getting any support from the media over here but um you know like i said i think at this time because it was the first time everything was kind of uh the ball just started yeah, rolling yeah so not everyone's going to get it right man like mm. i i did a lot of mistakes i made a lot of mistakes this time as well mm. you know there were things that we did right but then there were things that we could have done differently to kind of gain more awareness like could you share something like you know like i think i think we could have we could have approached like corporations mm. um you know like bigger corporations that that and kind of try to kind of really encourage them to support like you know yeah. this corporate social responsibility that each company has you know mm. like try to kind of include them reach out to them mm. and uh, you know these kind of things like in terms of media as well like kind of reaching out to media a bit more actively yeah um uh, i think i didn't make those those decisions or didn't do that very actively myself mm. um but 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 i know that for example for next time i feel like now people are if whoever ends up going to the games next year inshallah from pakistan i think we know what we need to do yeah what more to do what more to do yeah. 100% as as gym owners yeah as part of the community as the athlete himself yeah and everyone else around them all right uh, you know each year i think you'll just keep learning and yeah, learning yeah. but so There's actually um one question I have about the sport itself. Yeah. Is there's a rule in the sport is that okay, if you're the last one you get the most cheers. Mm. Right? 
how is there such a and you said that the open was made was is designed to be as inclusive as possible yeah how is the sport so um inclusive even at the games despite that like you've got you've got okay so mm. for people listening the games are not like people uh like you and I competing this is like the michael jordan mm. and the um, you know like the beckham and the khan and you know every like the elite yeah. fitness individuals on earth who in their past life were either fantastic gymnasts mm. olympic lifters sprinters athletes in general mm. right they are gifted yeah. right and they have worked super hard to be there yeah. even in that level how is there that like camaraderie or that community feeling throughout the sport because dave castro is always given that image to be like you know yeah. a heinous bitch uh, <laughs> so just to just to just to um clarify to all those listening and to you as well yeah it ain't about community when you get there exactly all right uh, <laughs> when you're when you're in the warm up area and when you're with these animals yeah uh, everyone's there hungry all that community gets out the window everyone's hungry yeah okay like there is that community aspect don't get me wrong like yeah. i made great friends over there and great networks like i met people from you know all around the world and everyone was so nice hmm. right but when it's game time there ain't no community amongst hmm. athletes everyone's there for the kill yeah they're going hmm. like yeah they'll cheer for you after they get their shit done yeah okay like they're not going to slow that, that has to be underlined highlighted italicized but they're not going to yeah. slow down just because you can't pick that barbell up yeah <laughs> because this is actually something that's just been on my mind but that's competitive sports right i get that and you know so f- the way i see it is that like when you play football for example mm. right jo bhi teams banti hai pakistan india ki jhang to shuru ho jati hai wahan pe same applies to cricket as well yeah. yeah it brings friends together brings people together crossfit i've always seen in that light mm. like i know crossfit gets used as corporate training as well yeah. crossfit for kids exists yeah. as well how is the sport do you think like is there like i don't know maybe this is the wrong question altogether mm. but do you apply that yourself as well as okay okay when we're doing the wor- when we're doing the workout Like I don't give a shit if you are uh, you know one of my members I will whoop your ass. Mate so here's then, the thing I think it's a very I think that that kind of approach is very individualistic yeah. right it depends on how competitive of a person you are and it right. actually comes down to like I started this conversation depends on what you're trying to get out of that yeah. one hour hmm. or from that open or whatever yeah, yeah, setting yeah. Uh-huh. right If I'm going to do a workout with someone hmm. I'm not going to try to lose Okay yeah. like doesn't matter if it's for a, it's an open workout or anything I'd throw it down with my buddy from like box 77 shout out mm. to Haseeb right he comes over to my to work out with me I've had Hisham Bukhari from you fitness know cartel. fitness yeah, cartel yeah, yeah. he and I are buddies we work yeah. out every now and then we get the chance yeah. None of us are like oh okay cool why don't you go faster and I'll just slow down like, Yeah we when it's 3 2 1 go it's go bitch like fucking move <laughs> right yeah. like I don't give a shit it's hurting you it's hurting me as well. Yeah. But we're all trying to chase that yeah, one yeah, extra yeah. rep. Uh-huh. But that's us, right? We're yeah. trying to do this competitively. Yeah. But then there's someone like are like if I'm working out with my members yeah. in a group class, right? Yes, I'll still try to kind of keep pushing myself, but yeah. I'm pushing myself. I'm not trying to compare or make the other person feel bad. Yeah. Uh and that person might try to push himself but not to a point where they were like they're dying yeah. because they're doing it for general well-being yeah right crossfit is primarily it was it's not for the games hmm. 
It's for your general lifestyle. That's yeah. what we do at the gym. Yeah. It's for you to be healthy. Yeah. That's why when you come, if you ever come to my gym, yeah. each workout has three categories. Hmm. Performance, fitness, and wellness. Yeah. Right? The performance is for people that want to do it competitively. Yeah. The fitness is for people who are like intermediate, who yeah. don't necessarily want to compete, but they want to like, they want to push. Yeah. And then there are people that just want to stay healthy. Yeah. That just want to move healthy. Yeah. And they're the wellness category. And that is your mass. Hmm. That is what CrossFit is. And for you personally, was it like you, you went through those different steps? Everyone you went from does, wellness man. to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone does. Well, you think people just start snatching like 80, 90 kgs on the first day? Like everyone starts at that barbell yeah. and then moves on yeah. to those 2.5 kgs. No, no, no. Kilos. I mean, like I understand that it's a yeah. slow and steady climb. Yeah. yeah. But did you enter the sport thinking that, man, like I got into the sport because I was just tired of everything else? Yeah. So I got into this. I come from a competitive background. So I've always been very active in sports. So I've right. competed in swimming. I've kind of any sport that I've done, I've tried to kind of. You know, better yeah like it's it's always been swimming then bodybuilding i got into bodybuilding i was like okay cool i want to kind hmm. of push the limit here you know hmm. like two sessions a day then i got into track and field for a little while you know try hmm. to kind of but i never kind of stuck around because i kind of got bored of the sports because of their s- single modalities yeah, yeah the reason i stuck into crossfit is because it's so broad yeah uh when i got into it it was just to experiment yeah Right, I just wanted to do everything that their people were doing, and people were very fit. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to be fit. But then the open, I found out about the open, and I was like, "Oh, cool! You know, hmm. this is this is an opportunity where I can compete as well." Yeah. Um, and then now it's just become more than gen- like myself, man. It's more hmm. about kind of. Um, listen, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm fucking. Th- I I I don't have many years of competing left. Yeah. Right. I know that there's a certain age after which it's very hard for you to keep yeah, competing. Yeah. So now it's more about kind of giving others the opportunity that you can become athletes, you can compete in the sport. Yeah. I believe in the sport. That's why I pr- pursue it and promote mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And um, yeah, now after a while, I know that in a year or two, for me, it'll just be about sustainability and maintenance. Yeah. Hmm. But now I'm kind of focusing more on the next generation of athletes yeah. that do this competitively. Yeah. That's my focus. Yeah. Uh, because there are opportunities for Pakistan to go and compete yeah. in this sport now. Hats off to you for thinking like that. For like just opening the door up for others, man. Because And acknowledging that like every every athlete, every pro athlete is going to like have to you know, yeah. hang, hang the jersey. But that's 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 the thing, man. Like you 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 can't be delusional about it, right? Yeah. Like you know how much how much work is required to do it, mm. and I don't want to do it half ass. Yeah. You know, like oh yeah, I'm just gonna kind of work out one hour a day and try to kind of go and win the open and try to you know like have these expectations for myself as an athlete. Listen, man, I'm running a gym. I'm running a business. I've mm. got clients that i have to manage mm. and then being a full-time athlete like i know that it's not sustainable for yeah, too yeah. long for sure. and then there's there is a time when you have to kind of have your priorities right mm. and i feel like there's a lot of potential here 
that I've seen, hmm. you know, and they have more years in them hmm. than I do. Yeah. So then whatever, if they feel like I have that kind of support that I can provide them and hmm. they reach out to me, I know that I want to kind of help them grow. Yeah. That's how the sport grows. That's how people grow. Otherwise, you can be a fucking selfish prick and just keep doing it yourself. Not, no one's going to benefit from it after a while. People are going to stop following you too. Who gives a shit about how much you can snatch? Yeah. <laughs> you can't make any difference to anyone else's life. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like That's the hard, that's the hard truth. That's the hard truth. Yo, who gives a shit, man? Yeah. Like, how many followers you have after a certain point if you're not making a difference through those followers? Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. But I'm going to take a break right there and uh, then we'll move on to a different section of this interview. Cool. Yeah. All right. We are back again. So now let's actually get into the uh, the more personal side of the things, right? The the battle with yourself mm. or behind the grind, you know. I just want to throw that in there. Behind the grind. Behind the grind, yeah. So So what was, okay, firstly explain to me what is Matrix Fit? What is the story of Matrix Fit? So Matrix Fit is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> Matrix Fit is my um, is my ah uh, man. That's a that's a good question. Uh, Matrix Fit is my identity, man. It's who I am. It's what I do. It's yeah. What I think I was meant to to do. Hmm. Um. It's 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 a gym. Hmm. On surface. But it is so much more. Yeah. Um, it's start. It, we started Matrix Fit in 2017. Yeah. In my garage. Uh, first year was in my garage. Then I moved into the space that I am in now. Yeah. Uh, and Matrix Fit primarily was was meant to be a CrossFit box, mm. which is it, which it is. Alhamdulillah, yeah. today by the name of CrossFit BNB. Right. Uh, and then the main thing was, man, Matrix Fit was an identity that I wanted to kind of, it's my identity. Everything that happens at Matrix Fit is what I believe in. Right. It is what I have put everything that I have in emotionally, physically, financially, whatever it is. I, I just, it defines me. Mm. So it's a platform for people to get better. It's a way for me to help people get better. Hmm. It's a way for people to explore their own kind of um, themselves, themselves more, and their their capabilities. Hmm. It's a place for people to have opportunities to do the things that they want to do. Yeah, um, and it's a place, hopefully, that that is a platform. At least, what I hope it is, and I hope people see it that way. It is a platform for others to grow you know um mentally physically hmm. through sports through fitness that's it fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that passion man yeah. i was like shit should i i don't i didn't want to stop yeah no bro fuck, uh, dude that's the real deal that's when you know when something's legit <laughs> it's real bro it's yeah. uh i don't you know it is a gym like i said on surface but i want to look at it as more as a as an institution yeah at least that's what i'm you know i've had this discussion with my with my one of my coaches and you know one of my friends hmm. farzad shout out buddy <laughs> um 
you know we talk about this all the time um i don't look at it as a gym we don't look at it as a gym it's an institution Damn. that's what that's what it's that's what the vision is all right what was life like before this how did you oh, get to this man. um life was tough man life uh, i mean life was tough alhamdulillah life was great in terms of like growing up because you know my family you know my my parents have given us everything that they possibly could so hmm. you know no no kind of complaints there which is life was tough because you know i always struggled in school yeah um i hated school what school were you in so i was i i'm originally from islamabad so okay. did my uh, up until o levels i was in a school called head start mm-hmm. i got expelled from head start in o levels all right um you know so got expelled from school got suspended like I don't even fucking know how many Wait, times. Were those like Phaddebas Punjabis? No man, I wasn't one of those Phaddebas Punjabis. I think I was just I was just just misguided, hmm. you know, just fucking all over the place. Hmm. Priorities weren't right, you know, just thinking I'm invincible. Okay. Just, you know, that kind of all stupid right, yeah. just stupid shit hmm. uh, now that I look back. Prior didn't really feel like education was important. Yeah didn't really understand the meaning of hard work what it means to kind of or didn't really know that what the outcome of hard work can be yeah you know um so life was tough in that aspect because you know when you when you were that fucked up you know i don't really know the right way of saying <laughs> yeah. it you know you get a lot of negativity from the society as well right people kind of write you off mm-hmm. no one really gives a shit about you hmm uh you start losing a lot of people that were close to you yeah. because you know they Bad don't want to associate with yeah. your negativity mm-hmm. um you know no once i got when when i got expelled you know that was that was stupid on my part i take responsibility for you hmm. know that but like you know after that it was a very difficult time for me and my family hmm. you know suddenly you're rejected from every place in the city yeah. and islamabad is like that's this fucking yeah. small yeah. right everyone knows you it's more than defense <laughs> yeah, fuck man <laughs> uh, everyone knows you there yeah. and you're on the fucking news huh. that this kid got expelled hmm. so you know being rejected left right and center that's not a good feeling yeah being told that you can't really do much hmm. you only have limited options in life yeah at a very young age you know it's not a good feeling to grow up with yeah uh and then you try to make do with what you have yeah um then you know like then i moved to karachi for my a levels i went to international baccalaureate mm-hmm. the international yeah, school yeah, um back when it was actually in mahata palace i'm sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, man you know uh again it was just out of place out of sight new city new no friends nothing mm-hmm. just you know didn't really like it mm. um so growing up wasn't like wasn't great then i when i when i, when I went to university only i kind of just isolated myself mm. and i was like listen man i'm just going to fucking study yeah and then i graduated my undergraduate i got like a first class honors and i was like oh shit okay uh and the reason i did that is because you know when you grow up being told that you can't really do much yeah i think 
at some point I got pissed off and said, what the fuck? I'm going to do exactly what yeah, you can't like, do. Yeah, like, fuck's sake, man. Like, why are people saying that I can't do this? So yeah. I, just, I was like, all right, yeah, fuck this. Let me let me do this. Yeah, yeah. And then I got a first class honors. And I remember being told that you can never go to one of these top universities. And then I ended up at UCL. Uh, and you're like, ha ha. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Yeah. Okay, fuck this. You uh-huh. know, I'll... I'll I'll get into this university mm. and then I got into it and then I graduated from UCL with a first class honors yeah in my masters and a distinction in my um final year project um I think those were the milestones where I start saying okay mm. enough with the society's bullshit and mm. everyone telling me what I can do can't happen yeah. I'm going to try to make it happen right yeah. But even then, there was a lot of struggle because after university, I knew that I wanted to start a business. I knew yeah. that I wanted to get into a gym, but like my family is like, I'm the eldest son. So like there was like our society, that's another thing that our society is other than, you know, the athletes being a profession. The biggest mm. thing is that our, our society isn't ready for entrepreneurship. Yeah. Now it is. Now it is. But this is how, this is like what? 2000, 2015. Yeah, no scene. 2010, when I graduated, undergraduate, yeah. <laughs> I came back and said, I want to start a gym. My dad was like, fucking go to HBL. You're joining a gym. Man. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and every day from 2000... Okay, so from 2010 hmm. till 2015, 16, when I actually started in my garage, the classes, yeah. those five, six years mentally were fucking torturous. I bet. Because... When you know you want to do something hmm. and the whole world is telling you no yeah. and you're sitting in your room still doing something that you don't want to do and still trying to grind it out yeah. whereas you know that you don't want to do that and you want to do something else hmm. but you don't know how to do it. Hmm. You don't know how to do it. That is a very dark time. Okay? That is a very hard, dark time. And when you don't have the right support system around you or the people that kind of understand you or encourage you, I have them now. I have those people with me now. And I'm truly grateful for them because they 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 listen and they understand and they know and they support. But at that time, those four or five years, it was just me. There was no one there. No one wanted to back me. No one wanted to invest money in what I wanted to do. No one understood what I was trying to do. No one said that gyms can be business. No one said classes can be a business. How are you going to make money? How are you going to make a living? You should be a banker. You've got these education degrees. Use them. Go abroad. Study, work abroad. So you're like doing shit all over the place. Hmm. While in your head, you're still, you still want to do what you want to do. Yeah. So that's a very, um, that's a rough batch, man. That's, 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 that's part of my life where it was not easy for me. And my family had moved abroad in that time. Hmm. So I was pretty much just living out of a suitcase. Really? Yeah. So I was at different people's houses. You know, my uncles aren't sometimes in Islamabad, sometimes in Karachi. Hmm. You know, doing jobs. That so I was for like at. a good four years, there yeah, was also was that physical the, instability as well. I was all well. over the place, man. I was all over the place. I was still working out twice a day, though. 
Props to that. Just every day. That was the that only... That was your drug? Fuck, bro. That was the only anchor that I had. Hmm. I would have lost my mind if I didn't do that. Yeah. I think people take that situation for granted as well. You know, like from an outsider will hear that and be like, hey, well, dude, you know, like I've been through worse, but it's not a comparison. Like it's not something that everyone's finding their own battle. Man, uh, and that battle, I like, I'm sorry, I'm going to pause you there for a second. It's like I can completely understand. It's because okay, I was also in that position where I basically had to say, fuck you. I'm going to do exactly what you're saying I can't do yeah. just to prove you wrong. Yeah. And now also I'm like, I have to put on a hold. Because yeah. I'm waiting for the right time. Yeah. So even when, for so for example, like I'll just I I won't go back too much into detail, hmm. but like let's just say about the first year when I started the classes in my garage, right? Yeah. I was working as an investment banker at Alpha Line Investments. Yeah. So I would do my group classes in the morning, hmm. train myself before that, go to the bank, yeah, and right after getting home at six p.m., six thirty to seven thirty, and then seven thirty to eight thirty, I was giving classes again. I did this for one year. Shit. This whole whole year I did that. Yeah. No complaints. I loved doing those classes. I looked forward to them so much that it didn't feel like work. Yeah. Right? But what I'm saying is that even that after that year, the society was still not ready for me to quit the job. Yeah. I think it was actually my bosses at the bank that said, go ahead and fucking quit. Really? Yeah. Like, are they, are the are like the 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 goodness of their heart yes said that. and that's why like even till this day like just two weeks ago i went to meet them and you know sat with them and everything at the at the bank yeah because they saw it when i i genuinely asked my boss i think i was thinking of quitting and you know i was like what do you think i should do he said do it just quit you're you're not meant for this you're meant for that just do it that's where I quit. I didn't tell my parents I quit. It was only like three weeks or two weeks afterwards they realized that I wasn't going to the to the bank. So my dad was like, why isn't he going to the bank? He asked my mom and I, my mom was like, I think he's quit his job. And, and that's what I had to do because for one year I kept saying I want to quit my job and... No one was listening. Yeah, no. Every night at the dinner table there was just fighting. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm saying. That's one of the things that our society needs to understand. Yeah. You know, and that's why I speak about it on my social media very openly, you know, about entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It's not always guaranteed that you're going to end up being successful or you're going to end up doing the right things. Hmm. It's going to be a learning curve. But you, to anyone who's aspiring to become an entrepreneur or start something on their own, you know, take the right steps. Reach out to people who have done it. Yeah. There have been people who have gone through that shit, right? Mm. And that that's very important to go through because it builds character. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say is that don't let go of your dreams. Hold on to them. Mm. Don't be impatient also. I think those five years of grind, yeah. they taught me a lot about myself and my resilience, which I adapt every day today hmm. you have to go through that grind also yeah. you can't have it the easy way yeah right but once once you've gone through that grind right hmm. i shout out to the society actually more importantly you know hmm. try to listen to the person out yeah you know like if if he's proven his worth or if she's proven their worth by putting in those extra hours by by really trying to make ends meet and they are trying to make those end meet sometimes they have to dedicate their full time into it hmm. to make that closing link happen. 
Yeah. The, you can't have it part time sometimes. Yeah. After a point. Yeah. So you know the society needs to accept that. Yeah. It's going to be a risk. I get it. Parents will always be protective. Hmm. Families will always be protective. Hmm. But sometimes you got to let shit go. Yeah. And let people grow up on their own. Yeah. You know? That's what our society doesn't let do. Hmm. So protective like fuck no. Hmm. Hold on to the kids. Hmm. Hold on to you. No, don't take that risk. You're going to fuck it up. Hmm. You know? Like I know I've seen life. But then let the fucking kid Mate, see life. Yeah, yeah. Like let let it happen. Uh-huh. Like there's an analogy I've been bringing up lately is like, yeah, banda jab cigarette peeta hai, mm. to uska bada bhai bolta hai, yeah, don't smoke, I know, I've learned the, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, okay, well, you learned the hard way, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for me if I don't yeah. learn the hard way. Yeah. God forbid you get cancer in that yeah. process, but still, man, like you gotta go through that journey. But, but, but yeah, so like, you know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of people are fighting through those battles, but, but I feel like, you know, if you're doing it for the right reasons, if you're honest, hmm. if you're dedicated, yeah, if you're resilient, um, you should do it, hmm. but do it in a smart way. Yeah. Don't be stupid about it. Yeah. Don't be harsh. Don't be radical. Yeah. Don't be like aggressive. Okay, no one's letting me do it. I'm just going to fucking do it. Huh. You know? Be calculated. Yeah. Just be be smart. Know yeah. what you're trying to do. I mean, the only reason I knew what I wanted to do is because I, day in and day out, I was doing it. Yeah. You know, uh, my brother, my younger brother, he works at Nestle. He's okay. for the past one year, he's miserable and he wants to kind of quit his job and start a business. Hmm. I've I've not said yes or no to that idea when he asks me, but I'm like, you know, I'm trying to say that if you want to do it, then you should know what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Don't quit your job and then decide what you want to do. First, yeah. know what you want to do, see what you have to do. And if you feel like this job is stopping you from doing that and you know you can do that then do it but the underlying point is you know what you what it is yes, you have to do you have to know yeah. you have to know and that's the hard part and that's where those five years of isolation and darkness and those sitting in that room fucking just with your thoughts come in yeah that's when it happens hmm. that's when you know shit man that's 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 the reality that people don't want to accept because it's so goddamn hard hmm. you know there are two kinds of fears right there's there's the fear of success and then there's the fear of failure yeah that fear of failure is that oh shit what if i can't do this yeah and i take that risk that's one thing stopping someone yeah and then the other thing is that fear of success if you do make it will you be able to hold on to it yeah and be able to keep grinding yeah as hard to hold on to it hmm. those are those two failures yeah. those two fears right hmm. and that's what that's like you said right that's what people people need to that's a scary thing yeah. you can't sleep at night bro yeah <laughs> I couldn't sleep last night I slept for five hours because man yeah you're just exhausted but like you're wired yeah. as well. Like you're exhausted, you're equally wired. You're like well, I don't just know what before coming here, I was talking to a sleep therapist. I was like, Fuck. what the "Fuck's going on, man?" Yeah. He's like, "Bro, you just gotta, just gotta let thoughts go." After a while, I was like, "Can't." Hmm. It's like eleven thirty. I feel like someone can do something better, hmm. and I have to message them and tell them, "Listen, why aren't you doing this?" Hmm. Damn. And this is, 
this is the whole going above and beyond aspect and that's i think the lifestyle aspect of the whole profession as well it's like you got to take those steps as well you got to be obsessive man you got to be obsessive got to yeah. be obsessed there's no there's no like i said when i said that you know i don't want to be an athlete for too long because i don't want to do anything half ass hmm. you got to be obsessed you got to make sacrifices hmm. i don't go out i don't meet people hmm. i i whether it's a saturday night or a sunday night i still sleep at the same time yeah. i meet people that i know i i have to meet for a reason hmm. because at this point in my life i don't want noise to distract me hmm. i have asked and prayed to god for too long to give me this opportunity hmm. to fuck it up now it's too long hmm. so until i know i need to do what i need to do hmm. until i do that i don't give a shit about parties i don't give a shit about traveling just don't give a shit hmm. just don't care i don't my, my parents are fucking always complaining how i don't spend time at home i'm not i'm always preoccupied i'm always busy mm. got to make sacrifices man yeah it's not easy it ain't easy but it's worth it yeah it's 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 and it's not worth it because of the money or anything it's just worth it because when you're doing the thing that you want to do it's so powerful mm. it's so powerful because you're just like you're just going hmm and you want to help as many people along the way and you want to take them with you but you got to be willing to make the sacrifices you got to cut the bullshit yeah as my boy gustavo in london says cut the bullshit yeah it's just like how it is in a workout right yeah it's hurting hmm okay i know telling me to <laughs> so what Mm. Did you suck it up? Get it done. Yeah. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna. Okay, this is, fuck. Half of these are the way now. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, dude. Shit. This is why I'm actually doing behind the grind. Is because okay, there's this level of passion which I feel that is not coming out of people, yeah. or people don't give a fuck about other people's passions, man. Bro, so here's the thing, right? Like before we started recording this, and I said that you know. I am not a very I don't necessarily I I'm very active on my social media and my Instagram but that's because of certain reasons that I like I said there every post and every story and everything is that's has a purpose, reason yeah. and a purpose for it it's not because of my my promotion mm. it's for a reason right yeah. and other than that I'm not very active on the media scene I'm not very social but anyways <laughs> um that's why when you approached me and i saw your page and i was just like keep going, keep going. i was just like yes this is this is legit okay and like i said before we started recording that these kind of platforms like yourself like like that project wellness that i was mentioning like other local platforms like 
people that are try there's this other one that my my one of my coaches has started the localist hmm. on instagram these kind of platforms need to fucking exist yeah. because people need to share their stories and let the others know that there are others that are in it have been through it and can be of help yeah okay so that's why I like hats off to you guys for doing that and recognizing it and getting it done because yeah. it has to get done yeah now you mentioned these different platforms that come about even about the fit thank you for the t-shirt by the way yeah there we go about the fit um again like uh two of my kind of uh, members they started this and um that's it again mm. everything health and fitness bro yeah. and i saw when you were um when you were at, at madison i saw that i saw i didn't i didn't see the interview but mm. i saw the post where uh, um someone was interviewing and said that you know investment banker gone athlete and gym owner yeah. and uh, it said you i think you mentioned on, on that was uh, rogue was not exporting to pakistan yep. so you decided to make your own equipment yes so it's fucking cool yeah. by the way and i've seen your equipment online and i was like okay shit dude this is like some high end like finesse you that's know? it bro we're we're fucking coming for rogue yeah <laughs> why uh, the fuck can't pakistan produce the best equipment in the world yeah like well, we, this, we this, are this, yeah we are no yeah matrix with equipment we are making there was a need right 5 years ago 4 years ago when i started the gym mm. listen man i had to go to like i couldn't go to one place and order what i wanted yeah okay i didn't have much fun so basically i started buying the equipment through the bonus that i got from my job and that's yeah. that's it yeah. right so i had like i think 1 and 1/2 lakh rupees and i had to mm. buy some kettlebells and dumbbells from it right yeah. but like even that i had to go to like 10 different places to get those things yeah i had to go to lighthouse i had to go to bori bazaar i had to go to this shop uh. that shop i was like what the fuck's going on uh. and then when i started making the gym you know i couldn't buy a rig anywhere yeah my gym was the first one where the rig concept kind of came yeah, in yeah yeah you know all functional this barbells this is at shapes this is yeah. at okay yeah. Yeah mm. so you know we were the first ones to install that rig mm. everything was barbells yeah. and bumper plates no one was doing that yeah, before yeah, yeah. right uh -huh. um but that that you know and through the 2 3 years like i was just like man if i want rogue i have to pay four times the price to get it to pakistan yeah i have to go through all this bullshit of customs and duties uh -huh. which is stupid yeah even the four or five rowing machines that i have at my gym be itni mehangi yeah, yeah like yeah. if you go online you can buy the rowing machine for 900 dollars but by, by the time you get it here by the time you get it here is like over 3000 dollars man yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. uh so yeah me and my buddy uh, ali kinan ali kinan is uh, my partner at matrix hmm. equipment he was he's also he was also a member we hmm. were like you know That's he helped okay. me build that rig hmm. initially and then i one day i was like man people are shifting their gyms into these crossfit boxes i saw it hmm. like people were installing rigs or making squat stands and yeah, yeah yeah i was like so okay cool let's let's make it for them hmm. and then we we started experimenting with barbells and hmm. squat stands and benches and now we have full on we can build a full gym yeah and I stand behind the quality of our products. Yeah. And you will get 
the same uh quality as mm. rogue yeah and this is that think think global buy local this is that takeover from yeah. pakistan bro yeah. it's coming and i love it man because i'm like well people i think uh, before once crossfit picked up sorry once crossfit picked up people didn't even know bumper plates were a thing that's it and now and it's now like it's, it's now everyone has them now it's local now everyone has them so what i was actually trying to get at was with the equipment um and these different brands popping up i'm not going to you know probe you to tell me what your vision is for that's something that might be very close to you but like is there an ecosystem of source that you see forming in yeah. a way be, like, i went to dr rabia as well once upon a time and then i i visited pwc once i saw project wellness online and phir hamari thodi si baat hui ki kya scene tha but like is it what is what, what do you see as that ecosystem following what I do you see is coming out of it i see a community forming yeah and that's, that's that's the fundamentals of that was one of the fundamentals of matrix fit yeah that was one of the fundamentals of crossfit so i see a community forming and i see support systems for each aspect of fitness yeah and that's what we are trying to do yeah pwc gives classes at our gym yeah the mobility the mobility yeah. and activation class yeah. about the fit sells it's a paralata gym hmm about the fit is very closely linked to our athletes hmm. project wellness has done a lot of interviews with members of our gym hmm so through that one stop i want people to have a access pool of, to everything yeah. and there are a couple of people online who follow like like hustle made mm. craig richie yeah. lean machines yeah yeah these guys they're the this is a very foreign concept for all those listening so you better pay attention because this is a wave which i don't think anyone in pakistan has the brains to do but there's a guy in karachi doing it <laughs> and that's the real deal right there you know i i i honestly speaking i find it a bunch of bullshit when you know some pansy pops up on social media and starts passing on that information because you can tell you know the intention with which it's coming from and that's what i'm seeing right like that <sighs> Like I'm not trying to throw I'm not throwing jabs at anyone. You're you can have all the followers in the world. Yeah. But what is it that you're doing with those followers? Yeah. You can have all the so you have to realize one thing, bro. Hmm. And that's I I try to kind of when I pray, I try to keep reminding myself about that that with with the responsibility with what you have, with what God has given you, you have a responsibility. Hmm. and your influence you have to make sure that what you're doing if it's influencing someone it's influencing someone the right way yeah i used to smoke i used to drink mm. right i quit everything mm. the day i decided that i'm going to do this full time it i'm not saying this is the this is the way to do it it was mm. just for me that was right yeah so when you have the power to influence someone how you do that you got to decide yeah right that's you've got power yeah you got to use it the right way hmm and that's 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 it man like don't i just recently last week this guy came and he wanted to he was like i'm quitting my i've quit my job and i want to start and i want to become an athlete hmm you know and i was like why do you want to do it is it because of that 
10 seconds of fame or is it there is there a bigger purpose here so i think if people realize that it's it's more about more than the just the the spotlight being under the spotlight i think great things can come out of pakistan mm-hmm. man yeah great things There's a lot of potential here a lot of potential with matrix yeah you just mentioned this athlete coming out saying yeah. i want to compete yeah. for yeah. time i can see that already i follow your instagram yeah. pretty avidly and i've seen that you know within matrix and crossfit bnb there's a lot of diversification coming about yeah. you've recently introduced an athlete program yeah with the brand yeah. with the equipment happening what do you feel is like the next step <laughs> like, do you feel that you know going like you know segmentation so you can figure out but like do you feel that there's something that has to that's that's missing whether that's that be food and bev um something yeah. for you so i've never tr- so again i never thought that i would be i never try to do things that i feel like someone else can add more value to it hmm. they should do it themselves yeah about the fit they wanted me to be part of their team but at, i didn't feel like i'd had the time or the i could put in the invest like invest the time yeah. to help them do what they wanted to do so i didn't i didn't kind of hmm. i stepped away i said i'll support you guys but like i don't yeah. so food and beverages is something that i i i do feel that there is a need for it and people hmm. are doing it i don't i i don't see what value i can add so i'm not going to do it hmm. equipments yes hmm. i know that there's i know i have a very clear vision with my partner on what we want to do yeah and we're doing it and i'll keep doing it so the next the matrix fit athlete program hmm. is again like i said it's for the next generation of athletes going yeah. to the games yeah. that's what it's developed for yeah. or not even the games just who want to go and compete in yeah. this sport that is what it's developed for yeah uh it's a remote coaching program okay uh the vision uh or the next thing that i'm trying to do is like i said i look at matrix fit as an institution not as a gym yeah uh i want to start an apprenticeship program sweet that's that's what i want to do i want to i want to touch base on things or share whatever i've learned through my learnings and my experiences my team i want to put my team and myself in front for people to come and ask questions hmm. and i want to develop aspiring entrepreneurs or whatever you want to call it but you're not thinking along the lines of real estate in this <laughs> no. i i have plans of growing hmm. uh but at this moment how that's going to happen is not 100% clear hmm but there's always growth plans shout out to essen <laughs> always growth plans man yeah. always So you know right now I feel like the investment needs to be the real estate investment and all of that having a bigger space yeah you can do that that's that should happen hmm. uh but I want to invest more in like people and that's why I want to invest in that apprenticeship program that I'm trying to come up with hmm so develop the people what are you going to do with real estate if you don't have the people to run it welcome you can have the most fanciest gym in the fucking world yeah and the equipment can just be sitting there if you don't have the right people to run it 100% someone from qatar just recently got in touch with me two days ago and they said i want to open a gym in islamabad 
and can you do like a feasibility report of me? I was like, who's going to run it? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Find someone. I was like, I can give you a feasibility for the best gym in the world. Yeah. You're in the people's business. You're not in fucking equipment or st- you're not a interior designer. Yeah. You got to invest time, man. You got to put in the time. Yeah. Okay, so real estate is yes, it's it's part of the plan, but that's I that's not the plan. Mm. You got to you need people. You need yeah. people. You got to have the right people to use that real estate. Mm. This chunk, this small chunk f- should be able to produce millions. Yeah. And that production is through people. I love how there's so many aspects of this conversation. I'm like, man, I've been saying that. Why the fuck isn't anybody listening to me? <laughs> yeah. I love it, dude. I love it. Bilal, I'm just going to ask you one last question. Yeah, bro. If you went back in time to meet your younger self, yeah. what would you have, uh, what advice would you have given to him? Man, um, that's a that's a tough one i think i think if i if i were to go back i would have told myself to to kind of gather a bit more experience when i had the opportunity when i was living abroad when i was studying abroad in london hmm. um i would tell myself that listen this is what you're meant to do in the next 5 years yeah try to gain more experience than what you're gaining right now so the instead of spending the 4 hours at the gym and with fitness people around to try to spend 10 hours with them. All right. So dive that, yourself into it. Yeah. Dive yourself into it more. Don't go to the bars and the clubs that mm. you're going to while you're at university. Don't be distracted by the noise. Like I'm saying right yeah. now, how dedicated or how focused I am. I think at that point mm. I could have told myself, try to kind of be a bit more focused but when you were in uni you already had that like your passion hair which you would yeah no i was still going to the gym twice a day but was it something that you thought you could make a profession out of at that time <laughs> no 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 so that's that's what i've said right like mm. you were told that no this can't happen mm. so you start believing it mm. until one day you snap until one day you're like eh, let me try it mm. you know but you do start believing it yeah your your will is tested day in and day out yeah. and every anyone around you is saying no 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 don't mm. no no don't do it don't do it yeah. don't do it don't do it do this do this do the the amount of job applications i filled out online fuck's <laughs> sake right? and the time, the amount of rejections i've had you name the country i've i've uh, you name the company i've applied to yeah, yeah, holy right. shit man uh, it, it starts from bnp ends up at B, bmw i have everywhere. literally filled out more management trainee applications and been rejected through them than anyone else <laughs> okay um yeah i've done all of that cover letter after cover letter fucking application after application <laughs> you know Phone call, interview, what visa do you have? Student visa. What passport? Pakistan. Thank you very much. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. I've just prepared for like a week for this goddamn phone interview and mm-hmm. that's the first thing you ask me. Yeah. So. But that's the reality of things. That is, that's, that's it, that you that's, have to go through that's that. That's what I'm saying. That's what builds the character. Yeah. 
You have to go through that shit. If I'm going to just... I mean, if my dad, for example, right after graduation said, here's one million rupees, start your gym. I probably would not hustle as hard as I did. And made a lot more fuck-ups along the way. 100%. Yeah. So I think in hindsight, hmm. everyone saying no was actually a blessing. Yeah. But you only realize that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Right? Of course, 100%. Right? Yeah, yeah. If at that, and I know a lot of people that got that one million right after university and hmm. shit's gone south hmm. uh, yeah. for most of them. Yeah. Because you don't, you're not hungry, right? Hmm. It's like when you start making money, right? People hmm. lose the passion. Yeah. You look at it, you see it in all these elite athletes and sports stars. Yeah. The moment the fame and the f- money and the girls and the parties and the endorsements start coming in. Hmm. You see it in everyone. Yeah. The, the shit goes south. Just the other day, I was listening to Kobe Bryant's interview. Hmm. And someone asked him that, how did you, how did you take, how did you go up in the NBA? Hmm. Making it to the NBA was hard, but yeah. how did you go to the top? He was like, when I got there, I realized that pretty much everyone who had gotten there, hmm. when they got the money and the girls and the fame and everything, hmm. they just became complacent because they got everything. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, this is like taking candy from a baby. Yeah. He's like, because I didn't get distracted by that shit. So yeah. I, I just jumped over them. Hmm. Fear of success. You get there. Yeah. How do you hold on to it? That's the thing. Yeah. And that's why you got to keep your feet on the fucking ground. Yeah. And that's why I respect so many people around me because mm. they help me do that. Yeah. They tell me when shit's not right. Yeah. They say to my face. Yeah. You mean know, fuck that, bro. Mm. That's why I pray. Mm. That's the one thing I ask God for. Like, I'm like, mm. never do, just don't let this happen. Like Jeanette, Studio X, she's the one that gave me the break years hmm. ago. First person to That's kind it. of give me the break. I used to teach body pump at her at her studio when she was at Structures. Really? Yeah. Stu- body pump, spinning. I did, I launched, I helped her uh, in those classes. Um, she's the one person every now and then I kind of message and she says, you know. These are the people you just want to, you, you, you sit and you reflect and you think about it. It's like you're grateful for I that existence. I think about them every yeah. day. Yeah, man. I think about them every day. Yeah. I think about these things every day. Yeah. Like I said, bro, I have prayed to get what I have right now for too long. Hmm. For too long. Yeah. So this, this spotlight or whatever right now, this... This blessing that I have is, I, I, I know that you know it's, it's just you just gotta, hmm. now just now God has given you that opportunity now He's given it to you because you said that you want to do the right thing now do the right thing and do not fuck up do not fuck up He's gonna take it away yeah thank you for your time Bilal yeah thanks thank a lot so for much, having man. me man appreciate it dude it was this a pleasure was, this being was a here, blast. Man. And uh, I hope everyone... Uh, th- again, thank you for the t-shirt, by the way. Yeah, 100%. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed this. That was Bilal Tariq with me, Asad Hashimali, on Behind the Grind. And um, I think this was one of the most enlightening conversations with someone who I've met for the very first time. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, it, and what was great was that 
he's saying things he's uh there's a there's there's a there's you know we are both in different points in our lives i don't want to point out the age thing but there that is a there is a difference between us this table is the length between us <laughs> but it just makes me realize that okay fine i i do this podcast to make sure and to remind myself that yeah i am on the right track as so there are people who you can learn from the people whose lessons you need to take and you need to put in your file cabinet and program that whenever you can and however you can mate like i said just keep doing this yeah. there's a there's a big need for this yeah i can tell you this much there is a big 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 need for it i really appreciate it man the first thing he said to me before he walked on off camera was this very thing you're me. part of the fucking ecosystem that you were just talking about yeah you got to be here this is part of the ecosystem you people may not realize it what yeah. i'm saying but it is you play just an important role as matrix fit does as any other big personality in the fitness field or whatever yeah in this entrepreneurial sphere or whichever hmm. whatever sphere you want to call it but yeah. you about the fit project wellness pwc all these small initiatives coming hmm. up they're all playing that part yeah it has to exist yeah i really appreciate it man yeah. thank you so much Sam, thanks, thanks for, for coming me. in yeah appreciate it see you guys in the next one peace out bye bye